You are now listening to For the Record, a Blue Record mini series. Yeah. Check it. Yeah. We in this together. A Spelmanite is a warrior fighting for justice. We can never be silent, so yeah, we causing a ruckus. Lift our voices up to bring injustice down. Speaking truth to power. We love in the sound, undaunted by the fight, love is all we need. It's time to clear out the air so we all can breathe. Ain't no stopping us, we stick together. This bond is gonna last forever, marching every day until we free. That's our buried treasure. Hey everyone, it's your girl Osaragwe. It's Jope. And it's Shaquavia. And we have a new member to introduce you all to introduce you guys to today. So Elizabeth, you want to introduce yourself and do your spam intro to our listeners? Hi everyone. I'm Elizabeth Gowans. I'm a second year history major, curatorial studies and comparative women's studies double minor from Corinth, Texas. And I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Yes. yes, we have a new member to the archives team. We love Ooh. it. We love a historian, a researcher. Yes, yes, we do. Yes. Alrighty, everyone. So today we have a super exciting episode in store. But first, we want to do a quick check-in. So today's check-in will be, what type of creative are you all? Hmm. Mm. I think I'm a lazy creative. <laughs> like I'll start something in like January and I'll probably finish the next January. Um, oh Lord. I'll like have an idea. Like I have these bursts of inspiration, right? I'm going to a whole movie script in like Pigeon English in one day. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll write the names of two characters and I'll lose all inspiration. I won't look at it again until like five months from then and then I'll have another burst of inspiration. I'll write like two lines a setting, some background music, and then I'm done. So I'm a very lazy creative, but it will get done though. It just won't get done like in the timeline it's supposed to. <laughs> yes, Osa, I definitely agree. I am more so of a procrastinator, but I have these extreme bursts and they only occur like during the nighttime. Like I'm like mm. a nocturnal creative. Like all my mm. greatest work is like between the hours of 12 and three, which mm. is problematic, but also, you know, the best minds are up at night, you know. We're thinking, Shay. That's what's happening. Yeah. We're up thinking. Big ideas are going on in there. We're right here, Osa. We, I, I see you. We see each other. <laughs> each other. <laughs> I feel like I'm the idea generator, so I can I can put out an idea. I can have ten million different ideas, but then. Will I do mm. it? You know, I'll talk about it. But like, oh yeah, this is so great. And then the follow through. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> and then I also feel like I'm a procrastinate procrastinator as well, Shay. Like once I have an idea, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like so hard. I don't I don't know when I'll do it. And then until it's crunch time, that's when I'll actually do it. I feel that. I feel the idea the the idea generator part. Because you have like sometimes I feel like I have so many ideas and then it's like, okay, well put it down on paper. Get it together, you know. 
talk to me talk to me <laughs> like about, do it you know, do it and it's like i'm like what? the word after, after put an effort to get the ideas to like materialize i'm good love i'm just gonna sit that one i'm gonna keep it in the drafts that's my problem <laughs> that's my problem i'm the talker too and i like my grandmother is really really crafty and does a bunch of cool stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how do you do that? I need to learn that. And then I go home and I just sit there and I'm like, I'm not doing that, that's too much work. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, it's so cute, I'll learn how. Don't want to, so I just don't. Honestly, I was trying to be a plant girl forever. I was like, oh, I ought to have some plants too. And I was like, oh, I had to take care of them. I have to do this. It's just, the idea was there. I wanted to learn how to sew because my sister has a sewing machine. Did I step on a sewing machine? Never. So it's just like, you know, <laughs> things come to me and then they just go. I don't know what happens to them, but they go. No, I definitely felt that. Like my first plant, like in the beginning of quarantine, I kind of, it died. But the second plant is thriving. It's okay, because you're okay. thriving. You're still going to thrive. That's why I say we see each other, Shay. That plant is going to thrive this time. Mm -hmm. I've been working really hard to keep that plant alive because I don't <laughs> want to be a plant murderer. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're talking about the kind of creatives that we are, which is a really important part of our episode today, which is also a two-part series, like our first episode. This first series is going to talk more about our current Spellman sisters. And then the next uh, part of the series will have an intergenerational conversation where we look at our Spellman alumni and the works they're doing and what kind of creatives they are. Because, you know, our older Spellman sisters they probably do more work than we do because I feel like older, like adults have like a schedule. Like I'm going to wake up and knit for three hours, maybe like sweep, like mow some, do something, do something fun, productive. Like they have a timeline for things and I just, I can never do that. But yeah. So let's get into our episode. Yeah. So let's start with our guiding questions. Who are you when you're not being academically productive? How can various forms of art serve as the foundations for forming identities outside of our academic spaces? And how do you access and nurture your creative self? And to that first question, who are you when you're not being academically productive? I think I feel I am free. I am able to maneuver in spaces and mm. do things that aren't restrictive. I feel like when you're academically academically productive you have these guidelines and these rules and these deadlines and that is stressful especially mm -hmm. given this time in quarantine there's this expectation that you can do everything and be everything to everyone while simultaneously keeping up your mental health and i don't think that is crazy i don't think that's feasible you know <laughs> yeah. so let me know yeah i think to that question it brings me back to the inspiration i had for this episode when i even thought about like the question to begin with because I realized that when we came home from Spelman in March, I was sitting at home and I was like, wow, when I'm not at Spelman and I don't have, you know, people around me who are, who I'm watching to see what they're doing, who are watching me to see what I'm doing. We're like kind of living our lives based on like what we can do, what we can produce and how our sisters will react. I really don't know who I am. So I'm sitting here like being away from Spelman, which is sadly a space where sometimes you're judged by how productive you are, mm -hmm. really makes you pause and think about who you are outside of that space. And I think for me, I was like, I didn't know who I was. I was shocked. I hadn't, like, I knew how to produce academic work. I could write you a paper. I could take a test. I could do a project. But that's literally all I could do. And then when I got home and my mom was like, well, get off the computer. I was like, and do what? Because I don't know what to do. When I'm not submitting an assignment on Moodle, when I'm not, I don't know, 
writing a paper, but I'm not working on somebody's research project. So there's so much built on my life being academic that I don't even have time to develop myself as a creative at all. Maybe that's why I'm a, a lazy creative now. <laughs> also, that's interesting and that's super relatable. Mm -hmm. I feel you. I really had to connect to my creative self when I wasn't doing Spelman College. And I know that you uplifted a couple of archives that might yeah. help us connect with our creative self. Yes. So recently I spoke with one of our former Spelman sisters, Autumn Simmons, and she's Spelman so class of 2020. And she wrote a really timely senior thesis entitled The Pressure You Know I Feel, an Examination of Black Women's Excellence at Spelman College. And in this thesis, she really offers us an in-depth look at how our Spelman sisters understand the notion of the Spelman excellence and the often unhealthy practices that we enter into to keep up with the standards of productivity demanded by the school. And looking at this thesis, you know, she spoke to both upperclassmen and first years and sophomore students about their experience with Spelman and what they thought the Spelman standard of excellence was and if they felt pressured to keep up with that standard. And most of the students she spoke to felt a certain type of pressure to keep up and in order to, you know, basically live up to an expectation of Spelman that they thought was there or they believed their Spelman sisters were also living up to. And she writes in her thesis that in the midst of financial precarity, housing displacement and emotional ruin, Spelmanites are positioned to carry on business as usual, which during a global health pandemic and just being black in general, business mm. as usual is just a very, very unhealthy notion to carry or to advise students to do because it's hard to be business as usual because business is not usual. I feel that as black scholars and as black people we are always told to keep it pushing and keep it moving mm -hmm. and as my good brother gonna wanna say it we are in a panoramic <laughs> and <laughs> we are in the most stressful time we have this pain we got this pandemic on one side we got this election on the other side we got school on the in the back end we're just getting curb stomped by reality and yes. it is so harrowing and i just wish that we haven't internalized this need to keep moving as to be seen as strong because when we live, we when we remove that face, we feel like we're failing. We're failing for being human, and that's one of the most prominent things I've seen on Twitter when someone said we are we are conditioned and we internalize that if we are removing the slip of productivity and we mm -hmm. acknowledge that we are tired or drained, that we are failing. Yeah, and that is just such a sad reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Shay. And I also think about speaking with Autumn just more directly. We had an opportunity to talk and ask, uh, ask her some questions about academic productivity at Spelman and what she thought about how students were still expected to keep it up and be business as usual. And she discusses how that's a very toxic idea to have students keep up with. She says, in my experience and hearing from other peers, professors, professors still have an expectation for students to show up in the same capacity, despite how they might be handling the difficulty of transitioning to at-home learning and abruptly ending in-person school. This business as usual mode gestures that students should press through challenging times despite the emotional and physical effects. And she goes on to discuss how even the things that we think we're doing, which are personal and outside of school, things like SGA or social justice, 
She says those things still require work and says, I would like to see Spelman students develop a balance of academic and personal lives, divorced from extending more labor. So that's really what we wanted to focus the rest of this episode on is how can Spelman students develop these lives divorced from just academic practices or your role on some e-board or an organization outside of school, which is still you doing a lot of work because these clubs and orgs, they are work. Yes, I agree. I'm currently on some e-boards and I'm a part of some orgs <laughs> and it is still a lot of labor. And it's so weird how we've had discussions and events where we've talked about how to maintain your mental health, but that is not translating into practice because I still have all this work. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And then I also, during this time, I do when Osa uplifted business as usual, sometimes I do feel like this urge or this responsibility to just keep pressing forward. Keep like, keep doing the same things that I was doing on campus, try to make it work. You know, that rhetoric of, you know, just create your own little office space and get it done. Make the switches so you can adjust mm -hmm. to this new normal. And sometimes I do that uncritically and it's just like, whoa, girl, you're being productive, <laughs> but is this really like helpful to you? Or sometimes, you know, when I'm also doing all of these things with my clubs, with school and everything, which I love, sometimes it creates this exhaustion where all I want to do for myself is like go on TikTok <laughs> or something. Same. I think my I think that my relationship to social media has changed and increased since being in quarantine as a form of like escapism. So Yeah, I, I really do feel that. I feel that so much. And it's also kind of weird because I get exhausted from mm -hmm. being on Zoom all day. But I will if if the app is is spicy enough I'll hop on and I'll be glued to it for a while and I think it's just like I want something light I want something happy and I want something mm -hmm. that's kind of yes. thoughtless <laughs> that's what feeds the escape but then it's like your <laughs> eyes are hurting now you have to get that blue I got new glasses recently that blue light helps you in these zoom courses but yeah I think just thinking about how Autumn is discussing this experience that she had at Spelman and even our past Spelman sisters have had. I've been looking into ways that our Spelman students have tried to create lives for themselves outside of academia. Like, how do we rewind? How do we, you know, set time to, like, let loose and rewind and kind of rest that isn't just focused on school and working? And one thing I think about, I don't know about you guys, I think a lot about midnight breakfast right before finals. Yeah. I love midnight mm -hmm. breakfast because even though I know that the next day I'm going to have like 300 study guides to do, I understand that for that one night, for those couple of hours, it is just me and my sisters taking up space, being happy, dancing, laughing, being excited. Like we might all be nervous for the next week to come and we understand that we still have to be productive after this moment. But in that space, it's really like a moment we can let loose and have freedom. And that's the kind of Spellman sister those are the kind of experiences and emotions I want to speak for my sisters all the time. And I wish we could have even in our academic spaces, but that's just not possible, especially since 
a lot of these spaces are based on judging us, you know, with grades and our work that we turn in, which requires to be a certain type of productive person every day. Completely agree. And mm. in addition, I've seen a lot of people take advantage of going to the park when we're like in when we're on campus in, in Atlanta. I lo- I love when people go and they take their little picnic baskets and they go to the park and they paint and things like that. So to mm-hmm. the second question of how um, how can various forms of art serve as the foundation of performing identities as outside of our academic spaces? I see people utilizing visual art and music into creating this source of identity molding. And mm-hmm. I think that is so important. Actually, I don't know if y'all know, but Jope had a, a really fun and like stress-free activity called Papa Squat. She doesn't look it up. Papa Squat. I'm Papa so Squat dead is that archive you remember material. That. I wasn't going to record that. Job started Papa Squat, and it basically you were just like, it started when we were sitting outside of the amphitheater one day, which is something else I noticed my spoma sisters do sometimes. Just bring a blanket outside with their friends, sit out, talk, listen to music, like dance, whatever they want to do, record, take pictures, kind of have their free moment. But Job had Papa Squat, and what would happen was she would take a blanket. It doesn't matter where she would be, you would just pop a squat there. So it could be in the amphitheater. I think one time it was like at the mall, like the Morehouse, like lawn out there. Yes. So, oh, yeah. I I really thought that I was doing something that day. I said, I'm going to make friends and I'm also going to inspire an entire campus to sit on the grass. But that sitting on the grass was also an, an initiative that the Spelman Environmental Task Force started. And I just really wanted to be able to connect with nature, de-stress, because you all know, I don't get to see sunlight too often being in Detroit. (laughs) So while I was in Atlanta, I was like, I'm gonna Mm -hmm. fill up the sun. So that was just like a really great experience to connect with other people, connect with nature, and just unwind and have a peaceful moment. That was such a daring. (laughs) <laughs> thing to do <laughs> but I we love that for our sisters we love that does anybody else have any kind of art forms or something they do to you know find themselves outside of zoom like once you click on leave meeting like what do you do because I I used to write a lot okay fun fact I used to write a lot of poetry right I used to write a lot of yeah, poetry. In yeah. fact, like I thought I was like when I was younger, or like the second semester of my senior year of high school, I thought I was going to be a poet. Like your girl was going on and on about you know her life as a poet. Yeah, I used to do these little. I was there was this poetry um, festival called Brave New Voices. I went to with my team in Memphis. I had you know been published in like books of poetry and stuff I got to college and I was like what is poetry no I could no longer find time to write like poetry because I felt like I was taking time away from doing like the important writing like the writing that would determine like my grade for class and I really had to get back into it because one of my friends when I came home to Memphis was like oh we're working on something like a little flip book of of our poems would you like to put in on a poem and I was like Yes, and it really brought me back to discussing like how I had to recenter myself and mm-hmm. the use of art in finding myself. And I know some of our Spelman sisters in the in the, at you know Spelman and around the AUC do the same thing. We have you know poets, we have YouTubers, we have digital artists, we have knitters, 
artisans, filmmakers. We have bakers who just bake the most amazing desserts and just are finding time. Those are my really favorite nourish people. These activities. Yes, I love the bakers. Uh, the cook, the chefs. The Shout out to the chefs. Love, love. Oh, I have something. <laughs> yeah. When you said chef, that's what it made me think of. So my friends and I used mm-hmm. to have family dinners every Sunday so we could have like a break from the calf. Mm-hmm. And so wow. we'd go, we'd like throw out suggestions and pick what we were going to eat. And then we'd go to Target and get our food and split the cost. And then I would cook for them on Sunday nights. And it was like a really, really fun time now that I think about it because I had a really, really rough time spring semester Mm. and spring semesters when we started doing it so i was like always looking forward to sunday night as like a good way to start my next week just to sit around the table with my friends and i would like try new recipes and it was just a really fun time and sometimes they'd come and help or they'd wash the dishes if i cooked or something like that but i just always thought that that was really fun and like a way to stay away from work for a few hours Yes, yes, Elizabeth, I completely agree. Me and my friends, Princess and Nicholas, have also done that. Princess is the chef in the friend group, and she (laughs) is so amazing. She used to make us Sunday dinners, and we would come over to Laura Spellman Hall, and we would eat and talk and all of those good things. So I agree that there is an important place for the chefs in our friend groups. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. So, Elizabeth, I feel like this is a great segue into our challenge this week. We wanted to really hone in and nurture our creative selves while we're away from spelling. We decided to kind of put an emphasis on doing things that don't involve schoolwork, whatever it is. It can be your creative outlet in a way, but as long as it doesn't involve work like you can write a paper but as long as it's not for class and so we decided to pick whatever it was we're doing I make stationery to write letters to my friends and so that was my thing and then we would create a little up to 30 second voice memo and then upload it so we can hear how everyone is progressing through the week without having fully academic minds the entire time. That's awesome. So now we're just going to take a listen and see how the experience went for Elizabeth. So today I created some stationery on Canva to write to my friends that I'm doing uh, pen pal correspondence with. I did so while watching Hamilton, so that made it extra fun. I just created a border and then put a little design and then i added the word dear and then my last name so then i can just write the substance of the letter on the inside and it was really fun yay okay yes elizabeth i was really proud of myself that first day because my room has become my academic space for the most part but i wasn't in my room when i created the stationery so i was really proud of myself from, in my mind, like fully detaching and at least going downstairs. And even though I'm by myself all the time, it was fun to like be downstairs by myself and watch a movie and just to not be bothered because watching movies is something I really love. And so this new love of creating my own stationery made it really, really fun. And so I just 
kind of throw some patterns together on Canva and then I print them and write the letters and then I have these like little fake wax stamps that I put on the back of the envelope and like it's really cute and I sent them to my friends and I sent one to my brother and so like I've been having a really fun time with it and it definitely helps I can just look at like pretty pictures and stuff on Canva all day if I don't want to do my work or if I need to get away from it so it was a really great time. I'm glad that you enjoyed yourself. So what inspired you to create this? So it was actually one of, I think it was one of our first social justice meetings when we came back. And I think it was Destiny. She was talking about being pen pals with people. And I was sitting there and I was like, well, how do you be a pen pal? And one of my friends is um, still in, in Atlanta. And I was like, well, we can write letters to each other, you know, keep up just in case like we can't catch one another. We can just read the letters when we want and then respond. And so I was like, well, okay, well, where do you buy stationery? Like, I don't know how to do that. And so then I looked on the internet and I was like, this is expensive. Maybe I'm not doing it right. And I was like, maybe I can do it myself. So I just got on Canva and opened like the blank letterhead documents and I just kind of like went to town and I made like my first one and it was really really cute and so I printed it and I showed everybody and I was like now nah, I'm gonna do more so then I made one like every day that week in all these different colors and stuff and so yeah it was just kind of like a way to make the letter writing a little more fun like before just writing the letter getting the supplies I needed and stuff like that so it was cool. I loved how you found a way to do it that did not require money. Because it's also you. another thing is like trying to find fun activities to do. And you're like, mm. it costs $30 to do this. $40. It's a premium account of $20 mm. to do this. I'm like, look, I go to Spelman. I don't have money <laughs> to just, you know, put out on these fun activities. So if it's not free, if I cannot make it in the comfort of my own house or at a park somewhere, then it cannot be done. So I love how you're really taking this time to do something that is free that doesn't like involve you spending a lot of money or money at all and then using that as an opportunity to stay connected with your friends because at this time we do need to be as connected as possible yes. so i love that for you yeah yes thank you, thank i love you. i love cost efficiency so right mm -hmm. that was great because that stationery was expensive i was like i can put my own name on the piece of paper so i did <laughs> period Alrighty, so thank you so much, Elizabeth, for giving us your personal experience with tapping into your creativity this week. So now, as we go out for this final episode, I want to know, do you all have any suggestions for tapping into your creative self for our Girl Put Your Records on? Um, so I would just tell our listeners, like, what is that one thing? that you used to love doing? Because a lot of people talk about how they used to love reading and then something happened. I'll tell you what mm -hmm. happened. You had to start reading for school. And mm -hmm. now when you look at books and paper, you're like, ugh, what is that? So yep. for me, I really had to learn love. Like I had to learn to love reading just like novels that were not on somebody's syllabus or required or something I didn't have to make like 300 discussion posts to write a paper about. So find that thing that used to really make you happy, something you used to really love doing. It could be as simple as like, I walk my dog every morning when I was younger. I used to make these desserts when I was younger. I used to go to this park when I was younger and just kind of tap back into that as much as you can. It doesn't have to be for a long time. I know that we're really busy people, but as, as much as you can, just tap back into it. Um, 
I watch a lot more YouTube videos now because it's kind of my moment to just see what everybody else is doing with their lives and relax and watch somebody else talk to me. I'm not communicating with them. It's just kind of like a they're giving me some moments to sit and think about things. Yes, yeah, so just reading YouTube videos, listening to podcasts, or just being in my room and just doing nothing. <laughs> like, and just like taking a moment to rest, taking my glasses off, closing my computer, unplugging everything, letting all the technology die, and just really finding, like, centering my space within, like, my room. So, yeah. I love that. And then my suggestion is, for creativity, think about movement. This is also another way to just, you know, be free, stretch out, and get creative about the way that you move. Put on one of your favorite songs and for just like 10 minutes, completely just dance crazy in your room. I know I do that all of the time. And sometimes I record myself and I'm shocked. <laughs> with all of the crazy moves that I come up with. So movement is also a free way to tap into your creative self, to be present and find I'd su suggest try to find something that you're not sure if you know that you like it. Because I mm -hmm. had no idea I would like creating designs on Canva because I tell myself I'm the least creative person ever. So I mean, just try it to see because now that's one of my favorite things to do. My my suggestion would definitely be to not get caught up in your head about the semantics or getting caught up with how the end goal will be, but just enjoying the process itself. So whatever you yes. do creativity, whatever you do creatively, make sure that you just do it and enjoy the ride. Yes, I love that, Shay, because getting caught up in the end result is school in your brain again. You're worried about how it's going to look at the end. If you're gonna get a good grade on it, I'm like this ain't even for a grade. So just you know, just really get out of that mindset of like somebody's watching me do this and is gonna grade me later. Mm -hmm. Alrighty, thank you guys so much for listening to this amazing episode that we just gave you guys today. We hope that you've been able to take away from this ways to be creative and really find your voice outside of academia. We know that it's really important that you're you know at Spelman for a reason to get an education. But also finding spaces outside of that to, to you know uplift your creative side, your know, creative voices. So we hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to hear more about the Blue Record and for the record, um, please follow us on Twitter and IG at the Blue Record, and then uh, listen to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at the Blue Record. Thank you guys very much for listening, and yeah, we'll see you guys again next time. 